Well, hello there. It's another day. I'm Jim Harrington. And I am Bill Knight. Well, a lot of things going on. You might not believe it. You know, you woke up this morning and said, oh, it's, uh, it's a smoke-filled day. But no, it's uh... <laughs> it is a, smoke, a smoke-filled day. You know, you say yeah. that and you laugh. Do you know what the smokiest city in the world was uh, the day before yesterday? Yeah. yeah. New York City. But- the day before oh, they ought to be uh, they ought to be used to the pollution by now anyway. But actually, they've been pretty good. But that smoke isn't coming from New York; it's coming from the Pacific Northwest, from Canada, and yeah. uh, places like that. You know. Yeah, thank you, Canada. Yeah. I mean, Smokey the Bear is pissed right now. Oh, Canada, Canada yeah. keep your smoke. Anyway, um, it gets in your eyes, your lungs, <laughs> your clothes. Jeez. Is there a song there? Smoke gets in your eyes. Yeah, well, you <laughs> yeah. know, yeah, it is. Hey, um, the big story right now that people are talking about the indictment on President Trump. Uh, it looks like it looks like they're going to do it maybe today, but probably before Monday. And he, he, they have no case. I, I don't mean to sound like I'm. Uh, a Trump attorney here, but they really don't have a case. They're going after him on two fronts, if I got this right. Let's see whether I can remember what those two fronts are, because, you know, I'm old and it's early. Uh, um, They're going to say that he, uh, he obstructed justice. Uh, I don't know how they can say that, because he invited the FBI into his house he invited the FBI to come back anytime they want to to look at the documents. Uh, the FBI made one suggestion to him, and that was to put a new padlock on the, on the uh, area exactly. that was protecting it. And he did. Mm-hmm. He did. And then, of course, uh, a few weeks later, they raided his house like it was Al Capone's place and uh, made it look like uh, he was public enemy number one. And I would submit that to the deep state, he probably is public enemy number one. The other thing. Well, why is he public enemy number one to them? Maybe we need to clarify that in case they don't understand. Well, because he has vowed that if elected president again, his first duty, his first, uh, the his first thing that he will do is go after the deep state. I think he said he was going to organize a commission or a committee to go after the deep state. They were going to be top priority. He was going to dismantle the deep state. He has had it with the unelected bureaucrats in Washington who, no matter who is president, run the city. And they're there. And, yeah. you know, there are people like, uh, dare I say, Obama and Hillary Clinton and other people who have had influence. Well, they're part of the deep state, yeah. They sure as heck are. And, they're and cons- that's going to put a target on your well, back or you, on your head. You heard what James Comey, I have to say this, you know, there's James Comer. And there's right. James Comey. James Comey, the former FBI director who is uh, a, a turncoat and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, he said on an interview this past week when asked who he was going to vote for, he said, it can only be Biden. It can only be Biden because anybody else, there'll be, uh, uh, there will be a vendetta against uh, a lot of people, including me, he said. I'm sure I'm on the list. That's what he said. Well, in the I interview. can guarantee he damn well is on that list. Yes, but so, but he it was, it was a, essentially an admission that he was part of something that was dirty, and if it if Trump got in, he was going to be in deep trouble. And well, uh, I'll let you get back on the track of the story, but I will insert one thing because it's important. You know, you're the they're worried about something in the deep state. 
uh, which is why Biden now is calling for uh, more censorship. I know. On I know. social media, yeah. starting like now through 2024, before the election, because, you know, it, it, it's so much disinformation. Yeah, it, it was social media that has been, you know, unraveling everything and telling the tale of what's really going on. Yeah, that's true. So they gotta, they gotta shut you up, Jim. Well, you know, you know, you're a troublemaker. Well, you are too. Hey, no, I'm not. You're a bigger troublemaker no. than I am. Yes. No, 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 but, no. You, you know, you're just. Speaking of social media, and I'll insert this here. You got to remind me about the the second point because I, I will lose it. You know, at this age, when you get those two things down, if you don't, you don't get them out quickly, you lose them. You know, mm-hmm. it's like a thought is like a passing truck. It comes in one ear and goes right out the other one. Yeah. But uh, Tucker yeah, Carlson sometime. on social yeah. media, he's on Twitter. He, I oh. told you he had 14 million views. Fox after, is after, upset. After, yeah, Fox is upset. But the big, the big news is that Tucker's first episode, which was only released uh, the day before yesterday, has 92 million views. I know yesterday I said 13 million views, and it was 13 million views after like three hours. But as of, uh, I guess this morning, 92 million views. That's like the entire viewing audience of Fox in the evening for seven days in a row. I mean, that's an unbelievable number. And, of course, Fox is really upset now. Uh, Fox News says... uh, Tucker violated his contract when he posted his own show on Twitter Tuesday evening. Fox News is considering legal action against Tucker. Like, that, that'll go over well with the, the Tucker fans. That'll go over well. See, a lot of people who who downloaded uh, Tucker's program, the 92 million, a lot of those people still watch Fox. I don't. I stopped. But some people do. And uh, I would think that a lot of those people are going to get ticked off and move away. So their ratings, which are at an all-time low in the evening right now, are going to even be lower, but um, you, you know what I noticed? Uh, you know some some good friends that watched Fox and Friends mm-hmm. uh, after the Tucker debacle. Yeah, they quit watching. Unfortunately, they're over watching ABC, uh-huh. which is no better. But then again, they're good. They're they're fed up with Fox because they really have nowhere to go that they believe. Might they I su- might I suggest they watch Newsmax? Newsmax ha- has improved has improved tenfold in the past year. Newsmax, uh, when Fox first uh, when Fox first walk, walked away from their audience in 2020 when they did mm-hmm. that uh, un, that you know when they turned their back on Trump, they didn't have an alternative because Newsmax just didn't have the production standards. It didn't have the talent, the anchors. It just didn't have the polish. But if you look at Newsmax today compared to then, it's a heck of a lot closer to what Fox used to be like. The uh, animations and the bumpers that go between the uh, different shows are more professional and more together. Well, it takes money you, to do all of that. It so does you, indeed, yeah. Bill. Yes. So you've got to build your you've got to build your base, and you know you're going to have some glitches and pops. We did. Yeah. Uh, now we're just we're perfection in action. That's true. But no. <laughs> I got I got to <laughs> tell you, he says it with a smile, but he means it. Um, in all honesty, they're nighttime programming right now. They have Rob Schmidt, Eric Bowling. They have uh, Chris Plant, who's a news anchor, a news talk show person on uh, WMAL in Washington, and he's terrific. He has a nine o'clock program, and then Greg Kelly. They got four hours 
of really good programming between 7 and 11. If you haven't seen Newsmax, I know this sounds like a paid commercial. We get nothing for this, but if Newsmax, if you'd like to advertise on our program, our number is 833-538-7868 is our number, 833-538-7868, and just ask for Bill or Jim, okay? But anyway... um, they are they are doing a great job, and they're a good alternative. And the more people who view Netflix, the more money they make, and the better their programming will get. And uh, before you know it, uh, you won't even be thinking about Fox anymore and Rupert Murdoch or Lachlan Murdoch or any of the Murdochs uh, or uh, Paul, what's his name, the former Speaker of the House, Paul Ryan. Paul? Yeah, yeah. well, yeah. isn't he a part of them now? Well, yeah, he's on the Board of Directors. Yeah, so there you go. You know what? Just quit watching Fox. Don't even talk about it. So that's the last time I'm going to mention. What was that again? Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Uh, Because if you do that, you hit them in the pocketbook. Yes. They hit us where we live. So hit them back where they live in the money. Just do a Bud Light on them. A Bud Light. When people realize that they really have the power, you know, trust me, Bud Light is smarting like you wouldn't believe right now. Because oh. of their stupidity, but yet you know what they're doing? They're supporting. Um, uh, you know, they, they haven't stopped supporting like the gay pride movements and the LGBTQ plus and LMNOPQRS, whatever they are. Um, yeah, HDTV. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I used to have one of those. It didn't work at all. <laughs> so, but you know, you really want to hurt Fox with a meme? Oh, I said their name. Okay, that's the last time. <laughs> But you want to. We have to put a to put a coin jar in our room here. Yeah. yeah, Every time you say that word, that three letter nasty word. That network that network that that reminds you of a canine uh, predator. All right. Maybe maybe we ought to get that Mulvaney character that you know was. Oh no! With that cheesy (laughs) smile and put and put the meme there. I listen to Fox all the time. That's it. And get that out there. Oh, wouldn't that do? Someone's going to do that now that you suggested that. Damn Uh, right. Do it. Do it. Do it. I I dare you. Do it. Hey, anyway, um, the other thing that I guess when it comes to the the different charges, the other thing was he had classified documents he shouldn't have had. You know what some of those documents were? Personal Mm -hmm. letters between uh, Kim Jong-il and President Trump. They were personal letters. And And a personal letter between Barack Obama... And and Trump, you know the letter that he left, uh, mm-hmm. dear Mr. President, I'm leaving. You're here, and good luck. And he took that back. Those are the two things that he's being charged with uh, taking classified documents. Those are the two classified documents. They were letters addressed to President Trump. And again, everybody, when you hear that he's going to be indicted, well, you don't hear the re- whole story. But but don't don't get your tidies in a knot, okay? Because let me tell you why. Just if He's indicted. Uh, it, it was an absolute political plan. I'm talking about months ago when they hired this uh, hitman, Jack Smith, to be the special counsel. By the way, look at Smith. Have you seen a picture of him? Yeah. The guy looks like Satan. He looks like a, yeah. he, he looks like a, in the, he's just evil looking. He don't, well, doesn't wear a suit and tie, and he has this look about him like oh, he he thinks he's something else. And well, you know, go ahead. Go. go well, I was going to say everything he's doing. Is all theatrics because he did the letter saying that you know uh, an indictment is coming. Well, why would he do the letter? We all we all knew well, that. Yeah, well, exactly. And then they go, well, it's encouraged that before you indict somebody, 
you give him a letter letting him know why you're going to indict him. No, he knew that. He knew that this was we everybody's known that they've they've had it out for Trump. All he was doing is trying to garner up some news time and and uh, make it look like it's official and they're really doing something they have to do which they don't, but they're doing it. Mm-hmm. And so there you go. You know, uh, Matt Gates had some uh, had some thoughts on this entire indictment thing and and special counsel Jack Smith. He was talking to Carl Higby on Newsmax. And by the way, Carl Higby is another guy who has improved tenfold on Newsmax and does a great show. Former, I think he was a Navy SEAL. Uh, but uh, again, check out Newsmax. Give him some time too. Don't just watch one show and leave. Check them all out and get a feel for it. You'll like it. Over and granted immunity. What do you take of this whole uh, this whole situation? Which situation is uh, that? The, to the charge President Trump. Oh, that is obviously a weaponization of our justice system. And I mean, it's so obvious. Look at all these other presidents who had stuff in their house. Joe Biden has had classified documents at his place since 1974. And as Donald Trump is engaged in some real-time dispute with the archivist, they're going to turn us into a third-world country over that? Does anyone even take this stuff at face value? It's uh, it, The only reason they're coming after Trump is because he is winning and because he is running again and he is seeking to deliver us back to the great successes that this con- country deserves. Such a joke. Congressman Matt Gates, we appreciate your time. Okay, I agree with him 100%. Right. It is all po- It's all political dancing it's uh, a political play that we're seeing in front of us theatrics yeah they're gonna indict president trump and the media mainstream media is going to go ballistic oh it's the first well, time wait, in history. go ahead what day is it today is uh, thursday i had to think about that for a second thursday all yes. right so uh when does the news cycle really end for the weekend well, they'll, they'll probably hit us on friday with this yes yeah, late Friday when everything is shut down, and the only thing is what Joe wants to stop, and that's social media. Of course, absolutely. Uh, they're they're sneaky, aren't they? Well, you know what? That's the way it works. You know, we're on to them. Catherine Harridge talked with uh, Attorney Tim Palatier, or Palator. He was uh, a a Trump. Uh, he was a Trump former lawyer. Uh, he believes that uh, this is an. Uh, how do they put it? Uh, it was prosecutorial uh, misconduct. Mm-hmm. Uh, say that fast five times. Prosecutorial I misconduct. Here it is. This is uh, attorney uh, Tim Palator. The Trump attorneys have raised questions about prosecutorial misconduct in this case. What did you witness? I witnessed a lot of misconduct. What did that look like? So I, uh, it's been reported, I went before the grand jury myself. Um, I was not subpoenaed. I went in voluntarily mm-hmm. um, as, you know, in the place of a custodian of records. And I was really stunned by what I saw in the grand jury room by the conduct of the prosecutors. You know, they made many attempts to, uh, to try to get at privileged communications. They would ask me about conversations with my client. They would make improper references to the jury, trying to mislead them about that. At one point, it got to the level where you know, they're asking me this again, and then they turn to the grand jury and they say, so you're refusing to provide this information. No, I'm not refusing to provide. The ethical rules prohibit me. Even if the answer to this question is helpful, I'm not allowed to give it. And I turned to the jury and I said, and she knows it. She knows that it's an improper question. It's an improper inference. That then led to an exchange where she tried saying, well, 
the privilege has exceptions. It could be waived, yes. Well, if the president's so cooperative, why won't he waive privilege and allow you to tell the grand jury about his conversations? Why does that cross a legal red line? Well, that, that crosses a major red line as far as implying guilt to a jury based on the invocation of a constitutional right. It's the kind of thing that if that had happened in a trial court, the judge would have immediately you know, stopped everything, probably declared a mistrial. And it's the kind of thing that, quite frankly, an attorney, a prosecuting attorney who willfully does that type of thing would potentially face discipline. And I think that they probably will when this case comes out. Tim Parlator, former President Trump attorney, and uh, you heard it. I mean, he, he went voluntarily, voluntarily to give this information and mm-hmm. they tried to get him to say things that he uh, wasn't supposed to say because of attorney-client privilege. And then they tried, when that didn't work, to uh, say, well, you know, if, if President Trump is uh, so supportive, why doesn't he release you from the bonds? Hey, listen, he's, he doesn't have to release his attorneys from any obligations because, of, because they can to make it easier for the prosecution to hurt him. I mean, that would be insane. Uh, but President Trump's uh, lawyer, Tim Parlator, with uh, Catherine Herridge, and she's probably one of the few reporters in Washington. She used to work for Fox. Then she went over to CBS, and she still maintains uh, her integrity. She still fights mm-hmm. to be a, uh, a reporter and not uh, a uh, somebody who is working for the— the left, you know, as a propagandist. That's the word I was trying to look for. It's got to be tough working there right now. If uh, you're a conservative or even a, a moderate, uh, because they are pulling you, you know, re- they're tugging you to the left as far as they can. Yep. So, uh, folks, expect this to happen. It could happen today. They're talking about uh, possibly today, but like Bill said, it probably will happen tomorrow. And that means that. All of the weekend news programs will be talking about it, meet the press and face the nation. Oh, they'll be dancing in the street, having a great time. I mean, they'll probably be doing their programs live from Disney World. They'll be so happy. Um, Mickey Mouse will have something to say about it. (laughs) Exactly. Well, you know, (laughs) that Donald Trump guy. (laughs) Yeah, he's, you know what? He he frisked up uh, Minnie. Yeah, he did. In the meantime, in the meantime, uh, you know, Joe Biden, you know, he talked. Uh, I want to see where we have that audio, too. Joe Biden was talking with a reporter about uh, those documents that he had in his house. And here's oh, what there were nothing. Well, here's what he said. I made voluntarily. No one's had to threaten to do anything. Voluntarily opened every single aperture I have with the house, offices, everything for them to come and look and spend hours searching my home. Invited them. Nobody. And so, and the best of my knowledge, the kinds of things they picked up are things that from 1974 and stray papers. There may be something else I don't know. But 1974. And there may be something else. I don't know. That's a telltale right there. But, you know, in 1974, 1984, 1994, he wasn't wasn't president even in 2004. So he had no freaking right to have it at home, just like Pence didn't have right. But they're giving the slide. Yeah. 1,850 classified documents in Biden's home. 
and they're looking the other way. 1,850. Yeah. And there still could be more because he just admitted that, but he doesn't know. Yes, to the He's best of his fighting. knowledge. Notice how he threw in that uh, that standard phrase, make sure, Joe, make sure you insert to the best of my knowledge in everything you say. To the everything best of my knowledge. Everything a Democrat does these days is a tap dance around the truth. Isn't that the truth? Um, so if President Trump is indicted, and it looks like that's a fait accompli, you like that word? That's French. Fait no, accompli means yeah. it's a done deal, right? If President Trump is indicted, will it make him weaker or stronger? What do you think? Well, right now he's got how many people that they believe support him now? A hundred million at least. How are they going to? Uh, how are they going to outvote that in the election? Well, that's now, just I know it. they're trying to say. They're they're trying to say. Oh, he's losing. Uh, he's losing his base, but the numbers yeah. don't reflect that. Yeah, you know they don't reflect it. And you know, DeSantis is out there. He's got good numbers, but they don't reflect. But him you know, for, taking off like a rocket ship. Let me tell you a little thing about uh, Ron DeSantis, which I like. He's one of the only candidates who came out and said that if he's elected president, he will release the January six prisoners and he will pardon President Trump. And I thought, well, God bless you. At least that's the right thing. And I say that when I can also tell you that Mike Pence said he wouldn't. Mike yeah. Pence said he wouldn't pardon President Trump and he wouldn't release the January 6th people. Mike Pence is part of that deep state we were telling you about. He's Mike Pence is a traitor. He really is. He's traitor and opposer, yeah. I mean, he's trying to be something that he's not. And, you know, the Democrats were right when they sat there and started vilifying him and uh, saying he looks like a Nazi. Well, I don't like using that phrase, but, you know, apparently he is. Uh, yeah. But he's from the deep state side. I don't know how he can sit there and come clean of that image. If he gets any votes, you know they're stuffed and fake uh, all the way. You know, President uh, Trump made a lot of mistakes in his first term because it was his first term. He was a Washington outsider. He said that he thinks in his whole life he only visited Washington, D.C. maybe 17 or 18 times in his whole life, and he stayed rarely. I mean, he could fly in, did what he had to do. He hopped on his own personal jet and flew out. He didn't like Washington. So when he went to Washington, he had to fill 2,000 positions. He didn't know anybody, so he took the advice of trusted people. And I think some of those people shouldn't have been trusted, to be honest with you. I don't know how reliable some of his trusted uh, people really were because they inserted some backstabbing deep staters in, in, into his administration, i.e. the uh, Bill Bars and, uh, and other people like uh, Christopher Ray. Christopher Ray was suggested by you-know-who? Chris Christie. That's mm -hmm. so, I mean, and, and do you trust Chris Christie? no. I mean, Chris Christie is is a deceitful, uh, unreliable guy. As a matter of fact, they put together, I don't know if you heard this or not, the people at the Trump campaign uh, put together a little ditty uh, from Chris Christie. He was out talking about what he would do if he's president, and he said, right, the, words, he said the words small or smaller. He must have said it 50 times if he said it once. 
So they put this compilation together. We're going to be small, smaller, and smaller. And smaller in every way. Smaller, smaller in the way. Smaller, smaller is getting smaller. Being small. Small, 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 smaller, and smaller. Smaller, smaller, and smaller. Voldemort. Smaller, smaller, and smaller. Smaller, smaller, smaller. Smaller, small, smaller. Smaller, small, smaller. Smaller, small. Small, smaller. Small, smaller, small. Small, small. So small. Small, small, small. Smaller, smaller, some more, smaller, 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 some more. He's, he's on a s'mores diet there. <laughs> but the only problem is, the only thing that won't be smaller is, is Chris him. Christie. <laughs> exactly. I mean, he has, well, you know, he has grown in girth oh. uh, since uh, the had, last time he, around. He had uh, stomach bypass surgery, I believe. He oh, had staples? Yeah, I think he had, he had, for a while he was looking kind of svelte, kind of thin, and then I've like, never I, seen him svelte. I mean, you know, what did he do? Lose three pounds uh, and then pop the then staples? He, then again, I think he smelled the pizza in the kitchen. That was it. He was, he was he gone. He was gone. Yeah, the boy likes to eat, and you know what? He's going to eat himself to a heart attack. Yeah, elect him. You know, you'll, you'll have a VP in office in no time. Yep. I'm not. I'm not trying to be cruel to him. He needs. He needs help. Well, to lose that weight because he's, he's at an age and a size. What's funny is he tells people. I've got to get in there because uh, nobody will handle Trump in a debate like I will, right? But they forget that he ran in 2016, and he was he got take, annihilated. He was taken to the cleaners. I think he he was in the first round of people who left the campaign. It was like goodbye, Chris. Uh, unbelievable. So, yeah, and you know, Trump was uh, you know he won those debates with everybody. I personally thought that. Yeah, he was doing a good job, but not the best job in the world. But over the years, he has perfected because he's had to defend himself. And uh, he invented the type of campaigning that seems to be going on today. You're not going to outmaster the master. Exactly. He is the the big guy. He knows exactly how to, uh, to do this kind of a campaign. Um, interesting, uh, you know, I, I don't know that I can trust any politician anymore. I was talking to my wife about this. I, I just don't, I don't think they're, they're what they purport, purport to be. I look at guys like Jim Jordan, he come, you know, with his sleeves, mm-hmm. his sleeves rolled up. He never wears a sports coat and he's always saying the right thing for the conservatives to hear. And he's going to do this and we're going to do that. And, this. but they don't do it. They don't really do it. Oh, they do a great song and dance, but when, you know, uh, when they're pushed to the do edge. A little dance, make a yeah. little love. Yeah, yeah well, done tonight. Well, let, exactly. But James Comer was saying, we're going to charge uh, Christopher Ray with contempt of Congress, and we're going to do it on Thursday. Well, House Oversight Committee Chairman James Comer Wednesday evening forced the FBI to allow all members of the committee to review the Biden bribery document and receive a briefing. Uh, And and this is what Comer said. After weeks of refusing to even admit the FD 1023 record exists, the FBI has caved and is now allowing all members of the Oversight and Accountability Committee to review this unclassified record that memorializes a confidential human sources conversations with a foreign national who claimed to be to have bribed then Vice President Joe Biden. This is all well and good, but let's remind ourselves what the initial demand was. It was to bring the document over to the Congress and give the document, 
give the document to the committee. But that doesn't look like what's going to happen here. I think what's going to happen is all the committee members are going to go down to the FBI building. They'll be shown the document and briefed at the FBI. And then I think the FBI is going to keep the document. So Mm -hmm. is it really a win for the committee or is it just another meek, mamby-pamby capitulation on our side? What do you think? Mamby-pamby capitulation. That's what it is, and I like that. Yeah. Thank you very much. I worked on that all night. You said it a meme somewhere. You you sat up all night trying to think of that one. I did. I did. (laughs) Um, Anyway, so I was going to play James Comer on the FBI document, but the audio is now outdated because that's what he's going to do. They've... And they'll brag about it like it's a big success. Oh, we did a great job. We took care of the FBI. And nah, the FBI really is the winner here because they're going to, I think they're going to retain control of the document. It will be seen, I believe, at the FBI building. So uh, that's that. Again, another, another disappointment on the part of our side. Our side is good at doing that. They build your hopes up like, like they're really going to do something. They're really going to do something for us. And then they don't. You know, that's why people love Trump. Because God bless him. When he says he's going to do something, the guy just does it. He does it. And I think that's what irritates him about Congress, too. Congress is, you know, all smoke and no fire. You know, and that's that's, uh, a lot of people are really turned off. You know. I'm going to step into an area here that I don't know. I, I was I was listening to a talk show this morning out of Boston, Jeff Cooner, and he was one of the callers was from the New England area, but he was out driving around the country. I think he was in Idaho or Iowa, someplace. He was out west, Midwest. Yeah, yeah. and he was talking. He he said, uh, but the guy was frustrated. He said, you know, I'm getting the feeling that people are sick of this stuff. They're sick of all of it. And mm-hmm. uh, it, it, this may be more serious than you may think. Uh, a lot of people are just about fed up. That means there could be uh, a revolution. A, a revolution. I, ha- I even hesitate to use the word, you know, because nobody wants that. Nobody wants anyone to get hurt. But you have to wonder: uh, is that where we're going? Is that what? And Bill, is that what the deep state wants? us to do do they want violence oh they're the trump people they're the MAGA people look what they're doing to our country i do think they're telegraphing what they're going to do if you listen they are telegraphing if you watch they're telegraphing and i know that firsthand i was out of town i came back into town my favorite place it's been around for 51 years yeah family owned all of a sudden shut down the feds came in and shut it down what happened what did they sell they oh they sold guns. <laughs> now now what uh, they're saying is they don't they they, they didn't. No, I'm I'm tippy toeing into stuff stuff that's here. That's okay. I don't know hey, listen, Bill. It's fun to tippy toe into that stuff because we do it all the time here. <laughs> but you know, fifty one years, family owned operation. They're going well. You know, you you sold to felons. Really, one of the owners of that. One of the things that he used to do was yeah. a prison guard. He worked for the state. He's a prison guard. All oh, he had contact with felons. Yeah, he did. But would he risk a family business for the sale of a firearm to no. somebody illegal? Because the profit that it would make, what, a hundred bucks? You're going to risk everything for a hundred. But didn't or you tell me? 
Didn't you tell me that you were reading where other stores are getting jammed up in the same well, way? Well, there was, there was one that happened just like that. And the, the exact same charge in the exact same scenario was a few years ago. And they're going down one by one now. You know, they're finding technicalities to go in and do that. Uh, now, it's interesting how they opened the door to this was that they sat there and apparently somebody tried to rob the place. And they didn't get away with it. But now that opens everything. We have to go through your papers. Oh, we have to do this. Yeah, we have yeah. to do that. Well, we're going to shut you down. And, you know, but they have been So wait trying- a second. They were robbed. They were victims. And the police came in and shut him down. And what you're hearing, you know, on the streets is all the story that's coming from the officials. Well, you know, the, 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 this has been a family ring. A lot of people around here went to school with these guys. You know, the, yeah, the, absolutely. It's it's been parents, you know, it was passed on by grandparents and then passed down to these kids. And it's like, wait a minute, you know, now I'm not saying there's not a fire there, but I'm not, I'm saying there's likely not a fire there. It's, it's kind of a sad situation. Didn't mention the place, not going to mention the place because, you know, it wouldn't be right, but it's interesting too. Is, is Biden going to take away, does he want to take away our guns? Well, Biden calling for censorship on social media. That's number one, protect himself from the deep state and their steel. Number two, Kamala came out and said gun control uh, is their top priority for the 2024 legislation agenda. They want to ban uh, automatic rifles. Now, they didn't say AR-15s. They're banning automatic rifles. So, you know, they so have, if you have a twenty two, that's an automatic rifle. That should be banned, according to this, according to what she said. They're also going to do the red flag laws. Now, what is the red flag law? The red flag law is I own a gun, and my wife calls me in for domestic violence. I don't have a wife, but let's say I do, or a girlfriend. Or a family member says he's not stable. Or your liberal uncle goes, you know, he's a whack job. Well, just that threat alone, you know, is going to get you investigated. And when you're investigated, they have to take your guns. It's kind of like if somebody goes, I don't like that bastard. Yeah. I saw him spank his child. You're, you're child. guilty until proven innocent. You're never proven innocent. Yeah, that's you're true. You're never like, you know, like yeah. it's just like child protective services. You got Same thing with, with, with the guns. Uh, it's, it's crazy what I they quote, will do to you. I quote the late, great Charlton Heston. Remember Charlton Heston? Who said... And everybody who has a gun remembers this from my cold, dead hands. <laughs> and he yeah. said it just about like that, although he had a better voice. From my cold, dead hands. <laughs> also, like to point out, you know, we record this show before it airs, but uh, if somebody were to monitor this show, let's say from mm-hmm. afar, um, there are little things that we know when somebody's clicked on. I just want to say hi to the folks in D.C. listening right now. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. Oh, I know. Hey, we I know. see the little telltale going hey, on. Hey, we have listeners everywhere. <laughs> they and, wanted to get and, the show before it aired. And we welcome them. Um, and it's not the first time I've seen this and, before. And if I you're down with- there and if you're part of the administration, I would like to play this new Trump ad for your benefit. Here's a question for you. Just how far are the radical left and inside the Beltway bandits willing to go to stop him? They all know they hate him for winning 
the fight to protect life, for exposing their deep state, for draining their precious swamp. And they already know he'll crush Biden. So like a pack of rabid wolves, they attack. So let's impeach him. Let's get tainted radical left prosecutors to charge him. Let's conspire with Hillary and the FBI with fake stories about him. All to distract from Biden's incompetence, weakness, and money-grabbing corruption. But here's the thing. He'll never blink. That's called having the courage of your convictions. And it's why he's our president. I'm Donald J. Trump, and I approve this message. The guy's going to win. I mean, he will win in prison. He will win in prison. And then he'll pardon himself, and then he'll crush the deep state. You know, it'll be. They're going to, you know what, they put him in prison. They're doing it for a reason. And um, they, they, because they're worried about him and they can't get to him. And they'll get to him by evil means. Uh, And they'll do it. I heard something interesting. You may have heard this too. Do you know that when he was leaving in 2020, the day, you know, he was saying goodbye and flying back to Mar a Lago, uh, they gave him a. Four cannon salute, which is a presidential salute. And do you know on the same day when Biden was made president, they gave him a three cannon salute, which is for funerals. <laughs> which is for funerals. <laughs> I mean, you well, can't was make it this for stuff Biden up. Or, was I, it for Biden or the nation? Oh, it could have been for the nation, <laughs> too. That's a good point. Uh, president Just Trump. Saying. You know those kids who were singing in the White House? I'm, not, I'm sorry, not the White House. The kids who were singing in the Capitol, and, and they cut them off. Yeah. You know, they said, no, you can't sing. Uh, you're singing the national anthem? How dare you? Be quiet. Well, President Trump said this to them yesterday. Well, I just want to say hello and pay my respects to a very talented group of people. The Rushing Brook Children's Choir, I heard about what happened at the Capitol, and that's a shame. It's a, uh, really, it's a serious thing to have an event like that, such a beautiful uh, time in your lives and such an important time in your lives to be interrupted in such a way. But we are going to have you in South Carolina and you're going to sing at a rally for us in front of tens of thousands of people. And we're all going to have a great time together. We love our country. We're going to take care of our country and we're going to pay respect to those people that love it. And nobody loves it more than you. So Rushing Brook, remember, South Carolina at our first rally. It'll be announced soon, and you're going to be there. And thank you for everything, and thank you for loving America. I mean, this is a guy who acts presidential when he's not the president anymore. As opposed to Joe, mm-hmm. as opposed to Joe, who's falling on the stage and mumbling, and what do I do next, and stuff like that. It's amazing. Uh, yeah, it is. So anyway, um, I thought that was interesting, though that 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 new commercial he put out yesterday. The audio is good, but the visuals are even better. So if you haven't oh, yeah. seen it, uh, check out Trump's new ad. It's it's amazing. It's it's really well done, uh, and it's so on on point. He even mentions the wolves that are going after him right now. Oh yeah. Now you remember the uh, January sixth choir? The January sixth choir, uh, the singers inside the prison. Right. Yeah. 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 The, the number one song for downloads and everything. It got yanked a week ago off of. Uh, iTunes. They just said, nope, gone. Out of here. Don't want it. I think it's still uh, uh, getting amazing downloads on, on other sites, so I think it's still doing oh, yeah, very well. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, you know, the well, look, you know, you, you're talking about the ban 
on social media, anything that's pro-conservative. I'm not going to say pro-Trump, but pro-conservative. By the way, Trump now is uh, is an algorithm word that when you have it in text type or anything or in a heading, yeah, it uh, it it's pulled up by um, you know the the scanners on social media to uh, possibly flag it for you know hate speech. Oh, I mean, you know that. does that surprise you? I mean, it's the left we're talking about. They're making everything that is wrong right, everything that is wholesome bad. They're mm-hmm. doing everything in reverse. They're trying to divide and destroy our society. And I don't think it's working. I think it's doing the exact opposite. I think people are just about had enough. If you listen to this talk show this morning uh, on uh, that I was telling you about out of Boston, people are ticked off. People yeah. are, they have had it up to here. There are people who are ready to go to arms. One guy said, hey, look at uh, other patriots, other great Americans, uh, when they were pushed to the to the mat, they grabbed their their muskets and off they went. And they knew what the exactly. they knew what might they knew what might happen. They knew what could happen to them and their family, but they knew that they had to do it to save their country. That's what some people right now feel. They're they're yeah. almost at that point. I'm not saying by any stretch of the imagination that we should do that right now because I do believe that uh, uh, good people will be hurt, and it might be what the other side wants us to do. The bad people may want us to overreact, and then they can point to us as if we are the problem. I think that the big thing right now is to leave it in the hands of the professionals. I'm talking about Trump and his people. I do believe I do believe they've thought of all the scenarios. I don't think any of this is coming as a surprise to President Trump and his people. I think they've thought of all the things, and I think they've figured out how to handle it. So mm-hmm. just be patient. Don't do anything that's drastic. Speaking of President Trump, do you know when when President Biden was at the Air Force Academy last week and he did that uh, historic face plant on the stage? Oh, yeah, um, some of the sandbags everywhere. There's yeah, sandbags. sandbags. Oh, of course. They they were throwing sandbags around that stage like you wouldn't believe. Well, PBS, that's public broadcasting, that's the network where other stations will do something for $10, and PBS will do that same exact thing for $100,000. I mean, mm-hmm. and it's your money. They see they because it's public broadcasting. They have all the money they need. But anyway. PBS was doing play-by-play live coverage of that uh, commencement ceremony. And during the feed, something happened. I'll explain it to you so it doesn't come as a surprise, but you can't see it. You see Biden on the stage and you hear the commencement speakers talking. And right in the middle of their live feed, it goes to a black screen with an occasional picture of President Trump talking. But the audio from President from President Trump is is full blast and very clear. And he's talking about how the elections were stolen and we have to have honest elections. This is during the Biden, uh, you know, mm-hmm. his his being at this commencement. Listen, honored to welcome the forty sixth president of the United States, President Joe Biden, as our commencement speaker. What a profound honor for our academy and our graduates, Mr. President, to have you here today. 
We thank you and we welcome you to your thing. The ballot box is where a person comes in, looks around, looks around, goes in, puts and then I think one person stopped at 28 different sites, seven or eight votes each. Uh, but they had hundreds of them and thousands of them. Uh, if we don't have free and just free, clear, fair elections, and if we don't have strong borders, we don't have a country. I mean, think of those two things. We need elections. They have to be free and they have to be nominated chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. That is a that is a uh, audio dub of the actual feed of the PBS coverage of the Air Force Academy commencement. That wasn't something that was staged. I do think that it was intentional. Now, people will say it was an accident. They hit the wrong switch in the control room. Nah, somebody you know, did something. It reminds me of a movie with Kirk, uh, Kurt Douglas was in where uh-huh. he was a car salesman. He wanted to be a politician. And... You know, he was going after, a, you know, a big dealership, and he had a little dealer, dealership. Yeah. So, you know, he he got the strippers and dancers and all of that, uh, all of that stuff. And while they were doing their live feed, their you know, like a remote feed from right. the other place, mm-hmm. he uh, he sat there and had a guy hijack the feed, you know, <laughs> with everything for their their dealership, you know, their their crap dealership with the, the strippers dancing and everything. And then it was back to regular programming. <laughs> and I was See, like, you're it thinking, kind of sounds like what happened here. You're thinking that somebody in the Trump party may have said, look at, uh, I know you're in the control control room at PBS and you have your hands on the switcher. And I know you're probably going to get fired if you do this, but we'll take care of you. You'll never have to worry about working again. You do, wow. you do, you do this and, and you're, you're set for life. And some guy in the control room said, no problem. And he, he go from, well, it might've been a little simpler than that because they probably have a link from a studio to an uplink for all the stations. It's a signal. So all you have to do is some person just goes, oh, I can get right in between from a van and upload this, and there it goes. Mm. And they get they get the audio stream, which is illegal. But then again, and that's why we shouldn't say it was a Trump person because it makes it sound like an operative. Yeah, It's somebody with... Um, with uh, intent to an sit agenda, there and, <laughs> an agenda. They yeah. they want you to know the truth, and they said, hey, "Here you go, PBS. Smoke that in your pipe." I think President Trump and his people are actually more in control right now than a lot of people think they are. Oh, I, yeah. I think that people think, "Oh, Trump is going to be indicted. Oh, poor President Trump. This is going to come as a surprise. And how is he going to handle this?" They've worked this out. They have oh, worked yeah. it out. Trust me. Things are going to be fine. Another thing that's interesting: John Kirby was uh, giving a you know a press briefing yesterday. He's the assistant press secretary now. He's doing more. He's doing more of those press secretary uh, press meetings now than Corinne Jean Pierre because he's more. Uh, he's more. Uh, he's better at the dance. He is. That's it. I had to think of how to say that. He is better at the dance. Anyway, one of the reporters actually asked a question that has some substance to it, and here's how he answered. Listen. Does it seem believable to you that Russia would destroy a dam and flood ethnic Russian villages and cut off a water supply to uh, Crimea? I mean, 
that doesn't seem logical. It seems about as logical as blowing up one's own pipeline, doesn't it? We've come to no conclusions on this. We're working with the Ukrainians. We'll try to get as much information as we can. Okay, the reporter said, you probably couldn't hear it, but he said the audio wasn't great. Is it believable that Russia would destroy a dam, flood ethnic Russian villages, and cut off the water supply to Crimea? That seems about as logical as blowing up one's own pipeline, doesn't it? And John Kirby looked at her with daggers and said, we're working with the Ukrainians to get as much info as we can. That's what, that was his well, there's been finger pointing both ways, but there's actually several things going on there. First, you had the dam blown, mm-hmm. all right? Now, you've got the, uh, uh, what is it, the uh, Zaporizhian nuclear power That's plant. That's easy for you to say. Yeah, I, I got it wrong. I'm, you know, I don't, <laughs> yeah, I don't so speak you, Russian. Yeah. But either way, that power plant, they had to shut it down because mm-hmm. that, that, that water supplies that power plant. There's like four big reactors there. It would be terrible if that thing went into a meltdown. Well, they shut off the, the electricity there. Mm-hmm. It takes electricity and water to keep it going. The water cools the rods. So right now, with it not in use, there is no threat of meltdown. But if the water gets low or the plant actually accidentally gets fired back on or needed, then you've got uh, you've got a nuclear meltdown in in the works. It's in the making right now, but in the works. So you've got the dam blown, that thing in jeopardy, and then the uh, what is it? The uh, Kakhovka uh, power plant. You're asking me. <laughs> well, no, no. There, it's another power plant. It's yes. a hydroelectric plant. Yes. Uh, supposedly, the Russians blew it up. You know, so you've got all this devastation going on. They say that's you know who did it. But yet, it is the Ukraine. Well, we're going to amount to an offensive. We're going to amount to an well, offensive. Well, they have. They have. This morning, that, they did. They yeah. launched it, a major, a major um, uh, attack. And uh, they say is, that the uh, losses are massive on the part of the uh, Ukrainians. Uh, you know, I didn't realize well, this. Well, they say it on the Russians, too. I mean, but either no, no. way, but Bill, there's the, a war going on. Yeah, but here's the thing. They said... They said that uh, the problem is the Ukrainians have been trained by like four different countries, four different mm-hmm. methods. So they, they're not working as one unit. Yeah, I, I see this as a major distraction in the works here. But I, I, I think all hell is about to break out there. Uh, and just in time for Biden and what he wants to do and the indictment of Trump. Is the indictment on Trump time to take the attention of the country away from the Hunter Biden and the FBI case against Biden. Well, now, Joe wants to look the other way on Bite, uh, on Hunter. You know, as far as the gun charge, they wanted to do gun charges because he lied on his application, you know, about the drugs and all his criminal activity. He lied. Right. That's a federal offense. That means prison time. But Joe... Nah, because Joe will pardon him. Yeah, Ooh. Joe is looking the other way. He doesn't even want to uh, enforce the gun laws against hunter but he wants to come after our guns immediately before the election because he realizes that you know the pot is boiling and it's about to boil over yeah and he and it's and when it does he's going to get burned yeah. and a lot of people are going to get burned uh, the uh, ukrainian situation uh first of all they deny that they uh, destroyed their own dam, the Ukrainians. They said it was the Russians who did it, but the Russians said, hey, listen, why would we destroy that dam? It was giving us water for Crimea. And uh, finally, the Ukrainians admitted that it was them that did it. That's right, the Ukrainians. Can you believe that? 
Plus, Russia is already saying in this offensive that the Ukraine has launched, Russia is claiming it has killed almost 4,000 Ukrainian soldiers in a 48-hour period. 4,000 men in 48 hours. I mean, that's a lot. I mean, how many died at D-Day? Uh, I think it was... 10,000? I don't think it was that much. I, I, maybe I'm wrong. I could be wrong. I'll have to check the figures. But, I mean, 4,000 in 48 hours, and that's the offensive, and it's still going on. And we're supposed to think that it's going to be uh, successful on the part of the Ukrainians. I mean, if they just keep fighting at this rate, they will lose their army through attrition. No good can come out of the loss of life. It never does. But, right. you know, war is to, you know, to blow up and break things until one side or the other cries uncle. Yeah. It's time for somebody to cry uncle. But you know what? I think that, you know, this war is being pushed by an outside source. And uh, we happen maybe to reside in that source. Well, I think that uh, this is probably the most uh, tumultuous time in our country's history, other than maybe during the Civil War, uh, this is this is a uh, historic, but not in a good way, time in our country. We are close to the brink of a lot of things, and uh, there are people who are fed up, uh, just really and truly fed up with what they're being shoved down their throat. The social things they're trying to sell, the it's mm-hmm. societal things that they're trying to make you accept that go against your religious and personal beliefs, beliefs that you've you've treasured your whole life, and they want you to put those aside, and they want you to accept because it's the right thing to do. Do you know how fragile it is in the United States right now when you think yeah. about it? The cartel is set up here with their militia. Uh, they're sh- set up somewhere in the, uh, what is it, like Idaho or something like that, yeah. you know, a place you wouldn't expect. So they've got their cartel army here. There's a Chinese army here. They're buying up, you know, land by bases everywhere. So imagine with all of that here, potentially hundreds of thousands of people here right now ready to take aim at us, and yet we are being driven to division where we might take aim at each other, and then those factors fly in. We We will have total chaos. Absolutely. In the land of the free. You know, that is so true, and I keep reminding myself and forgetting, so I'm going to say it now before I forget it again, because this is important not to forget that there are there are 60,000 pounds or 30 tons <laughs> yeah. of ammonium nitrate. It's so, it's so easy because the media is saying nothing about it. There's still this highly explosive stuff out there that was stolen, and it's somewhere, and they didn't steal it to fertilize the crops. This stuff is going to be used to blow things up. And so you know, where is it? Bill, what do you think has it? this should be top news. Of, of It should be something everybody is talking about, and I hear nobody saying a darn thing about it. And think about it, friends. How many buildings can they, can they take down with, with 60,000 pounds of explosive? 30 tons. Well, you know, you got to wonder if the government's not worried about it. You know, you don't worry about something that you happen to be involved with. Yeah. Well, I, I, the government, you would think the government would need to steal ammonium nitrate. They could. Not unless but, you're going to set somebody up with it. But the thing is this you know, how do you steal all that explosive off a railroad car? 
and not get caught. I mean, you have to have a really sophisticated uh, operation to do that. I mean, you have to have trucks and you have to have multiple personnel to unload the, the uh, and you have to be careful. I don't think you can just toss him in the back of the truck. Maybe I'm wrong, but I, I, it's explosive. <laughs> you got to handle it a, a certain There's way. things that can mix with it and blow the hell out of it. It sure, it sure can. You know, there are things that you go to buy and it trips a trigger that, yeah. uh, you know, somebody looks and 60,000 pounds of ammonium nitrate would drip a big trigger. It's just like if somebody said, well, I'm a drug dealer. I'm going to cook up some meth, you know, and all of a sudden you're buying Coleman, uh, what is it, the butane, and yeah. you're buying yeah. uh, the the uh, the toilet cleaner that has, so what is it, white lightning, has your sulfuric acid. All of a sudden, you know, you see them going down other aisles in Walmart picking up other stuff. They're getting ready to cook. All they need are the pharmaceuticals and, you know, but any any combination of those two is supposed to trigger an alarm, Yeah, you know, with yeah. the DEA and just one thing, well, like you if know, you go by, these are the same people who tell you that if you fly an airplane over un, over restricted airspace, like uh, over the nation's capital, it'll be shot down. But it never happens. We had it mm -hmm. happen over the weekend that plane that supposedly crashed in, that's a, in Virginia. That's an untold story that'll never be told in oh, our there's, lifetime. There's so much more to that story. Trust me, mm -hmm. there's so much more. I mean, God. We, we our thoughts and prayers are with the the poor victims of that crash, but there's something they're just not telling us, and I don't think we'll ever know the truth. Um, no, one we won't. one more thing. Uh, CNN CEO Chris Lick, uh, he was only brought on about a year ago to he was brought in to to get the network back on track and to put things back uh, in the mainstream so that they could build the audience. Yeah. Well. He's saying that he's resigning, but apparently he was elbowed out. He was he was forced out. I'm not sure whether he was forced out by the left liberal uh, lunatics at CNN who uh, are entrenched there and uh, they just had to have him out, or whether he was forced out by the ownership. The ownership supposedly want they want to take CNN and make it a mainstream news network again with uh, with no agenda. And you would think that's a relatively easy thing to do, but I guess no. when you're so entrenched, you know, it's like it's got its roots there. They can make it difficult. So uh, Chris Licht is out, and that's the. As a matter of fact, I have the uh, I have the audio on that. If you want to hear it, this is from sure. uh, this is from the CNN anchor. Fired up. Yep. Fired up. We have news now to report involving our own network. News to us here at CNN and you at home. CNN's chairman and CEO, Chris Licht, is leaving the network. Licht took over the network a little over a year ago. David Zaslov, the chairman of CNN's parent company, Warner Brothers Discovery, he just made the announcement at the network editorial meeting. For now, a leadership team will take Lick's place, led by Amy Antelis, who's the executive vice president of talent and content development, along with Virginia Mosley, the EVP of editorial, Eric Sherling, our programming EVP, and David Levy, our new chief operating officer. Well, there you go. I got to tell you, mm -hmm. it occurred to me when I was hearing her list uh, the the, who owns the company and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, you heard that too, did you? Well, you know, Warner Brothers owns, and, and Discovery too, the Warner yeah. Brothers Discovery owns CNN. And I was thinking, you know, 
Discovery used to be kind of like an independent uh, group of networks that have these interesting programs. And you always thought of them as being just that, uh, entrepreneurial. But now it is corporate. It's Warner Brothers, and uh, they have their roots into it. And you know that if they want an agenda to yeah. be promoted, you're going to see it on the entire litany of networks that they have. Nothing is nothing is what it appears to be anymore. Nothing yeah. is what it should be. Remember the old monopoly rules, uh, you know, about ownership of media and stuff. You know, there were restrictions. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, that's yeah. You know, I I back in the '90s when that was going on, I I sat there and I thought this is good, but it's not. You know, right. and in, in the long run, it is not going to be good. And it definitely is not good because soon it's going to be one voice. Many voices all funneled into one mouthpiece. Yep. And with that, my friend, that's a good way to end the end the program uh, because we've run out of time. But uh-oh, it's always fun. But once again, I'm going to try to remind you every day about that uh, ammonium nitrate. I know that may I may sound like a broken record, yeah. but people have got to remember that you have. All of this stolen explosive out there, and someone is going to do something with it. You know it, and the media is ignoring it. Nobody is talking about it. Uh, I cannot believe this. I think we may be the only podcast that is talking about it, too. We're the only ones talking about it, and it's major news. It was it was kind of a hidden story, but I found it, and then you didn't believe me, and you looked it up, and I was, well, by God, there it is. Yeah. And it really did happen. But I think we will know about it when it blows up. Everybody will know about it. <laughs> I think you're right. And they'll say, how did that happen? How did that get by us? Why didn't anybody talk about it? I don't know. <laughs> anyway, friends. It's amazing. We should talk about it then. We really should. Our number is 833-538-7868. 833-538-7868. Mail at itsanotherday.com. You know, that's hard to say sometimes. Uh, but, it's but it's fun uh, to say it, isn't it? Itsanotherday.com. Yeah, we'll have to find a way to make it easier soon. <laughs> yes, I think, I think you've already figured that out. Hey, listen. Yeah. Uh, it is always fun, and we'll be we'll be back tomorrow, and yes. we'll have more stuff to talk about. And uh, if you like the program, tell your friends, spread the word. You got to listen to share yeah. the, share the link. You know, I mean, share the love. There's a lot of love here. You may, you may not recognize it, but it's all done That's with it. love. Exactly. Love. Hey, my. You're our second family. <laughs> He's getting mushy, friends. Have a good day. <laughs> The Voice of Freedom, CRN America. These days, when you want an answer about just about anything, you ask Alexa. You ask her about the weather. You ask her who won your favorite sporting event. You ask her to find a fact that you can't find anywhere. Well, we did that too. We asked her how many people have downloaded itsanotherday.com. And this is what she said. From acceleration.com. It has been downloaded as much as 260,433,467 times. I know. Seems like a lot. Seems like a lot to us, too. But it's Alexa. Thanks for making us a part of your day. And tell your friends about itsanotherday.com. We could use an extra listener. I mean, 
What do you do when you only have $260 million? 